Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Virgil Gray, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Good to be here. Thanks for the invite, Paul. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You and I knew each other, I guess we met back in uh, the late 90s. Late 90s, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I it had come from division headquarters. I was a G3 shop up there, and then uh, they ranch reassigned me from infantry over to engineers. I, I guess, you know, <laughs> careful what you ask for, you know, I was, I was, I always bragged on the 229th Engineer Battalion, and, and I said it was the best infantry battalion the division had. They really were, you know, back <laughs> Back then, the way they trained, and, and of course, had no excuses. You were, you know, just miles from AP Hill, and he has a tr- tremendous uh, leadership down there. But, uh, anyways, I, I said that several times, and they said, "Well, why don't you go down there and work with him?" So it, I did, but it was it was a good time. Well, I, Virgil, I will tell you that being close to AP Hill definitely did not hurt. There were so many units that had to spend half their drill weekend traveling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what I would jokingly or half jokingly tell people is we were grunts that could do math. Yeah, you could. <laughs> a little smarter than the infantry guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, and I say that out of love because you and I both served <laughs> as uh, infantrymen and combat engineers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you you stayed in Fredericksburg once you... Uh, I did, the- yeah. Was I, was, uh, I was there. Uh, I, we moved here um, in 86, I guess it was, and uh, I ran the I took an AGR position with the division, running division schools down in AP Hill. Did that for several years, and then I was in division for a couple of years, and then uh, then and then down there. But yes, yeah, so we've been here in Freshburg the whole time, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, thirty-seven years. Long time, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. And do you call that area home, or do I do, have- I do. I mean, I have my my dad has thirteen brothers and sisters, and my mom has nine. And most of them are out Oklahoma, Arkansas, so that's that's home too. But but uh, we've been here a long time. We raise our kids here, you know, and my grandkids are here, so uh, we 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 say Virginia's home. But right on. We, we, uh, yeah, you were telling me that you spent a couple months in Florida because your son has a break yeah. down there. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, my my uh, my fifth granddaughter was born. Uh, I think it was the nineteenth of December. So. Uh, we, my wife and I went down on the front end before she went, they went into the hospital and we were, we're the dog watchers. They got a lab. So we, we watched the dogs for a couple of days while they were at the hospital. And then we, we, we took our camper and the motorcycle down to Tampa down there. We stayed about maybe 10 minutes from their house at, at a, at a real nice campsite down there. So we, we, uh, we, we, you know, had dinner with them every night and help, you know, clean the house and do the baby stuff. So. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was my first opportunity to be a, a, a snowbird, so I kind of liked it. You know, it's nice weather down there. Well, Always. snowbird when it's winter is definitely nice in Florida. And then uh, I'm sure everybody, uh, your daughter-in-law, your son, your wife, and you just had a blast being down there doing oh, yeah. it. Yeah. We couldn't have done that if I was working. I retired back in April, so we we, we kind of offered ourselves up to do that and really is, is a real blessing to get down and do that so we really enjoyed it that's awesome really all right we're, we're going back up more than a couple minutes here uh okay. where where were you born virgin i was born in san diego about Bowen naval hospital my dad was in the navy uh i guess i said earlier he had nine brothers and sisters uh, he was the third oldest um 
So he, he went in the Navy very early. But, uh, yeah, we were born, born there. There, matter of fact, my dad has nine brothers, all went in the Navy except for the youngest one who went in the Marine Corps, Dottie Joe. And then all his sisters married Navy guys, all enlisted guys. And I think four of them retired. So, obviously, I was Army and officer, so they wouldn't talk to me at family units. But, uh, you know, we, we have a real long naval history and then a little bit of a Army history with me. But, but well, I mean, so I imagine the baby of, of your dad's siblings said, you know what, I, we've been doing the Navy thing. I'll stay the part of the Navy, but I'm going to do something a little bit different. Uh, and then for you, did you look at the Navy or – was, no, I was. I had no intention of doing that. My, of course, Dad was. He retired in, in uh, Virginia Beach, and we moved to Arkansas. And I went to high school and and some college there. But uh, I was a buddy of mine. Was uh, I played baseball and softball? And I was on a softball team. A third baseman was Ron Chastain, who's also the company commander for the local unit there. He just reti retired not long ago as a three-star general, but really good guy. You know, really influential guy. But he talked me into, you know, joining the guard. So I joined the guard, went off to basic training, just not, not long after I joined. And then I got back and he, he wanted me to be his RTO. So I, was, his, I helped his radio around and, you know, and uh, for, you know, for a couple of ATs and stuff. But anyways, uh, he talked me to go to OCS. I went to OCS and then you know, all this is history. But I had uh, I think five, five years in the Arkansas guard, then moved to Virginia guard. Um, uh, really wasn't looking for that either. A buddy of mine's dad was the plans operation training officer for, for uh, New York. And he yeah. called me, he'd met me at, uh, uh, at Benning and he asked me to apply for a job in, in uh, New York in uh, Fort drum, New York is one of their division schools there. And I, I looked up on the map and saw where Fort drum was. I said, nah, I'm not crazy. But thanks for the offer. And I was still taking some college classes then. And, Anyways, he called not long after that. So they've got a similar position in Virginia with the 29th Division Schools. I'd like to apply for that. So, okay, whatever. Anyway, I applied for it and got the job. And that's how I went to Virginia. I had no intention of doing that. Just kind of one of those deals. But uh, wound up here and, and uh, liked it, you know, and then, you know, wound up retiring from the guard. So um, real lucky. I had one great assignment after another. Got to work with great people, you know, true professionals, you know, all, all along. So. Um, it was, it was, it was very, I wasn't looking for it, just kind of happened upon it, you know. So, so that happened. Well, I mean, do you have memories of Southern California? Uh, yeah, uh, my memories are, um, you know, my dad was a, was a master chief, so when we'd go into we'd go into base to see dad, usually he's playing volleyball or you know, flag football or something. I thought my dad was a professional athlete, never saw him do anything at work. I did go on into the the, the base, of course, he was he worked on F-4s and A-6s and you know, fighter airplanes. He was a mechanic, a master chief, and he'd walk through the to the to the uh, through the uh, uh, squad base, and guys would slam themselves against the wall, you know. And I thought he was a damn base commander. So my dad was a big deal, you know. I didn't know he was such a big deal, but uh, but uh, he was a big deal. He still he still was a good big deal. But uh, he was my my first. You know, of course, he was like coached all my baseball teams and. Pop Warner football team, stuff like that, too. So he was very, when he wasn't at sea, he was very uh, much a dad, you know, very much uh, in, involved in everything we did. Uh, yeah, super involved is re really important yeah. for, for parents, as you and I both know. Uh, mm -hmm. But was he, did he think of you and your siblings as, uh, 
sailors or did he, he think of you as his uh, kids? I never, he didn't bring work home with him. He really yeah. didn't. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. You know, he, I mean, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't mind tightening us up, you know, a little, but <laughs> he didn't, he didn't shy away from that. But uh, actually, he was very, very good. He didn't bring it home. He didn't bring it home. Yeah. How old were you when you left Southern California? Uh, we left there, I guess I was 10. And then uh, he did his last tour uh, in um, Oceana. He finished up there. And I, in 72, he retired. I was 12. And he moved from there to Arkansas. So I went to junior high and high school and college in Arkansas. Now, Arkansas and, and – well, wait a minute. He went to Arkansas because that's where his family was. Yeah, he, he grew up. He grew up in Arkansas and Oklahoma. You know, he he it was kind of home for him. He went back there and and uh, got a job as a cop. So he was a, a local city police guy. Didn't make a lot of money, but he enjoyed. And he was a damn good cop too. So he knew everybody, you know. And and uh, I couldn't get away with with nothing. I was you know I, I, every time I did something, I get caught because. Uh, but he would. But uh, he was. He, he did that for a while, and then. Then he did work for the post office for a little bit, and then he retired. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so was, right. yeah. If you're if you're uh, while he was in, you couldn't get away with anything on or near base, I imagine. And then yeah. in the town you you spent your <laughs> junior high high school years in, he's a police officer. You're not getting away with anything there either. No, no, he was he was he was a pretty cool guy, but you know he was you could pretty much get away with anything except for lying to him. That was not that was not tolerated, and, you know. So. Didn't it very often because he he actually knew the answer to the question he asked him every time. So it was you know ninety nine percent chance he knew the answer to the question he was about to ask you. So good life though. So, so Southern California to Virginia for a couple of years, then to Arkansas. Those are three very different parts of the country. Yeah. Uh, geographically, uh, terrain wise, and and culturally. Um, yeah. When when you found out y'all were moving to Arkansas, were, were you like, okay, sure, it's another place we're gonna live? Yeah, we moved every couple of three years. So really, it was not. I mean, it really wasn't a big deal. We kind of, you know, we kind of moved, and and I had some really close friends growing up in Arkansas, Point Magoo, and and Oxnard down there. The Pearson boys. There's four boys, and and uh, we played on baseball teams together. Their dad uh, and my dad coached our baseball all star teams and all that stuff. So they moved to. Pax River when dad moved down there. So weekends we go visit them. So uh matter of fact, you know, the 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 four boys, uh Pearson was was my dad's funerals, my dad's funeral uh earlier this month, and they were pallbearers. So very close to those guys. I mean, still still like brothers to me. So we we kind of, you know, that was that was so we did we still had other friends, but they were the closest friends growing up. The the Pearson boys, and, and you were around the age of what, number two or number three out of the out of the four, yeah, I was. Well, that was I, I was. Uh, I was the, the number three and four. Let's see, two and three were were my age. You know, I was a, a second. Yeah, my sister and, and their oldest brother were pretty much the same age, and the young their youngest brother, my brother, were about the same age. So we kind of all got along together. We vacationed together, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, that's cool. It's really uh, fun to have good yeah. friends and and to be able to bring families like that together on vacation. It, it's. It's awesome, but it's hard to find too, right? Uh, to be yeah, compatible I mean, across all those people. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think it's, it's, you know, of course, you grew up military family too, you know, close. So you know the deal. It's it, you're uh, very close with your with your family, and then your your friends' family because they were they uh, were always very close. I mean, like the Pearsons, the mom Mary Pearson, she's like my mom, you know. So I, I, I remember spending the night over there and getting in trouble over there, you know, and feed us dinner and 
So that was, it was uh, very close uh, friends, you know. Uh, what kind of trouble were y'all getting into? I, if you grew up like I did, you were outside while the sun was up. We we never went inside. I mean, we went we went outside and we played from daylight to dark, you know. And 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 uh, most of the time we were on base, you know. Our our baseball teams were on base. The pool was on base. Uh, we lived off base, but we were on base most of the time. Uh, and I recall, you know, in, in the mornings they'd they'd have a reveille, you know, and and. Uh, even taps, you know, people stop to get out of their cars and and salute, you know, or, or uh, put their hand over their heart, you know. The, the bells went off and and, the, and the, the military music, and you know, I I remember all that stuff, and and uh, I thought that was the what what we did, you know. I had I had uh, Guamanian friends and black friends. I had uh, you know. Oriental friends, I had friends from all, all walks of life, you know, in all, every every flavor imaginable. We had uh, a very diverse, uh, you know, uh, family and friends. I mean, it was it was we never do any different, you know. So uh, it was insulated to that degree. So yeah, very diverse. Yeah, it's funny. The military, uh, I, I think, was probably on the forefront of. Uh, integrating lots of different cultures and, and backgrounds and ethnicities and, and didn't really think much about it. No, I never, never thought anything about it. It was just friends were friends, you know, and, and didn't matter what, what color, what didn't matter. We're all, all, all together. Yeah, that's right. We, well, the army, we, we were all green, right? All, all green. And so that's, that's, and then, they were, then I moved to Arkansas and it wasn't, wasn't like that, you know, uh, we moved there and, and there were, uh, there were no no diversity at all uh, where I grew up. There, it was it was a culture shock for me. But uh, uh, anyways, yeah, that was it's different around the world. It's different away from the military, you know, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so by the time you ended up uh, going to Arkansas, you were already playing a lot of baseball and football. It sounds yeah, like. I moved. We moved. Yeah, we, we played a lot, all, lot, all kinds of sports, and we we grew up. We moved down there in the middle of school year, and it was like basketball season, and then. We went in, my uh, my dad brought me into the principal's office. The principal's Mr. Mosley. He played for the Arkansas Razorbacks. He was oh. a he was he had a collegiate record longest field goal for the Razor for the NCAA for like I don't know, 10 years, but he was wow. an athlete. He was interested, you know, in where did your son play sports? Yeah, sure. So he, he said, We're asking you sign me for basketball. And I also remember him saying, uh, Mr. Gray, you, do you mind if we spank your son? He says, God, yeah, if, if he gets in trouble. You, you do what you got to do is send a note back to him and I'll wear his ass out. We'll get help. So they had corporate punishment there. So we got, we got the, I, I got a little bit of that on occasion there, but uh, so we, we, uh, it was, it was a, you know, it was of course basketball season. I was, I don't, as you know, I'm, I'm not, you have a basketball body. I have, I don't have a basketball body. So I remember I didn't, I didn't play, I played basketball some without organized basketball. And, and I remember the first day of, of, uh, of uh, basketball, practice uh they're doing the star drill you know he throw the ball in the star drill and i'd fuck it up i throw the wrong person you know and he'd set me a stance and call me a goat you know so anyways uh i, I so the the first game was acred it was an away game it was uh i think it's eight miles to the to, and i didn't make the what i didn't make the, didn't make the, the road trip uh, they set left me home the next game was a home game and uh i did I did dress out, but I had a jersey with no number on it. So, you know, uh, 
I wasn't a great basketball player. When football season came around, it was a different story. I did okay on that, but uh, not a great basketball player, you know. So, well, what was your sport? Is it football or baseball? Football, or you football, baseball? Yeah, I played football. I was a, I was an all state linebacker. And matter of fact, my junior year, we won the state championship. The only state championship our little town has ever had. It was the kids I grew up with were all. Well, we we played all day long every day, but we played all. We went to the pool together. We played. Uh, baseball together football together. so a lot of good athletes in my my group my grade so we we, we won the we won our district and then state championship that year so that was it was kind of a big matter of fact that a sign out there you know mean arkansas you know welcome mean arkansas home in the 1976-77 mean bearcats uh, you know, we, it's, the sign's long gone now but but uh but you know it was it was a big deal for a long time matter of fact they asked me I think the, the 40th anniversary, they, they sent a note out. Everybody wants to be in a parade, you know. So I didn't make the parade, but I saw the pictures of the parade. They're all guys with, with the oxygen mask on, you know, wheelchairs, and, you know, <laughs> pretty, not all of them, but a little pretty rough. But I did not make the 40-year the uh, uh, parade, but anyways. Uh, I, mean, was, I mean, Virgil, the 50th is coming up. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, maybe the only one left live. Who the hell knows? <laughs> uh so you played linebacker what did you like about playing linebacker oh i like i like i was i was i had a, a, the best uh defensive tackles they took all the i would just run, run around and, and uh make tackles you know, it, was, it was easy they had really good tackles in front of me so defensive tackles but uh yeah i played the strong side linebacker and you know i just enjoyed the contact i just enjoyed play, play, enjoy playing ball you know but uh yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, something about the competition and something about the physicality of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 having teammates and playing well together as a team, there's nothing like it. Yeah, it was it was fun times, and we, we were lucky. We should never won our our, our our district, much alone you know, the state championship. We were we were lucky as hell. We had you know we had a couple of really good players. Mark Ford was one of them. Uh, he played uh, uh, offensive uh, tied in. He was like the, the, the mean Arkansas of Gronkowski the other day. You know, he would he would run out there and throw his arm up, and the quarterback would hit him with the ball. And be, you know, he also punted. And I remember one one game in, in the playoffs that he kicked the ball seventy five yards. You know, on a oh. punt. The guy was it was lucky, but he, he, that guy was incredible athletes. So we had had three or four really good athletes. I was not one of them. I was just you know on the team, but we had some really good athletes. And, um, lucky. You know, we we uh, we were very lucky. You get the big bit long. You were telling me a couple of days ago that you got injured along the way in that playoff run. Well, that wasn't injuries per se, but it was uh, on the state. We when uh, we went to state playoffs, and we had we had uh, we're playing Arkadelphia, who has had really a lot of speed. You know, and uh, and Arkadelphia, they, they had we had our coach. We could play at any 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 uh, stadium we wanted to. Could be the University of Arkansas. Little Rock, Fayetteville, we could have played anywhere when you get state playoffs to let you play. He opted to play in in uh, uh, Arkadelphia, the home of the team they were playing in Henderson State because they had a grass field. And, and it was raining, like so the grass was wet and, and the, the field was wet. And, and that's probably why he won because they were they, they, had, they had us at, at speed, but our coach was smart enough to put us on a field that we could play. Anyways, they were very overconfident. They had already ordered their their championship rings, and they, oh, they were ready to just show up and just lean on us and, and win. And anyways, uh, 
And they, they probably should have beat us. Nine out of ten times they would have beat us, but they did not that day. But anyways, halftime, uh, like I said, it was rainy and wet. And uh, we had a kickoff. We had scored, and we kicked off to them. And the guy re- returned the ball the length of the field. And I was right behind him, and, and uh, they had a pail in the play, but a clot of mud got right in my eyeball. And, and we jogged, you know, finished up. The, it was, it did, they called the play back. It, it, it didn't score, but uh, – Anyways, that, that ended the half. So we jogged into halftime, and, and I had this big wad of mud that was in my eye, and I was laying on the on the, on the uh, table, and the coach had a water bottle squirting the mud out of my eyeball, and I looked up. It's uh, Cliff Harris. Cliff Harris was was it came in and visited us during halftime, and said, "Hey, Cliff, how are you?" You know, <laughs> but uh, he had talked to me for a little bit. But that, Cliff Harris played at Washington Baptist which is right across the street from, from uh, uh, Henderson State. So it was, it was kind of neat to see him, you know, at, at halftime. But that's my one, you know, uh, sword for that. But Well, he was with the Cowboys, what, two years, or three years later, right? Well, he, he was playing for Cowboys then, yeah. He was oh, playing, wow. Yeah, it, was, it was Cliff Harris and and, uh, and those guys were all, all uh, playing then. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and Cliff's in the Hall of Fame now. Oh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He was, he was a Hall of Famer. He was a hell of a hell of a defensive. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, he played safety, right? Played safety and cornerback, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he was awesome. yeah, he was he was part of those uh, awesome uh, Cowboys teams in the seventies. Yeah, when they had Stallback and all those guys there. Yeah, that's that's yeah. when they became America's team, much to my chagrin. Oh yeah, still America's team. Uh, <laughs> Not winning any Super Bowls the last two and a half decades. No, didn't make the playoffs, but uh, you know they didn't get pretty far this year. But did the one game. But is that uh, your team? Well, yeah, you know, I, I kind of my dad's my dad's uh, rooted for the Cowboys because they were on every Sunday, and and Stallback was was in the Navy, so uh, we kind of inherited them, you know, uh, as as our as our team, and then you know back with and then then uh, the Atlanta Braves used to watch them because they were on T. She could follow them, so I kind of followed them. So I guess I guess my baseball team is the Braves, and then uh, still Cowboys. But they're kind of hard to root for lately, you know. With yeah, it's uh, rough. Jimmy Johnson plus Jerry Jones equals three Super Bowls, and I know that technically Switzer was the coach for the last one, but it yeah, was. But he was just rode. The, he rode the. He rode the. Yeah, I. I uh, Jimmy Johnson. I've kind of been rooting against America's team because. There's so many people that loved them yeah. back when I was a kid in the 70s, and mm-hmm. then uh, certainly they, they were a lot to take in the 90s. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. And I kind of feel sorry for them the last couple of decades. <laughs> it's been rough. They're, they're good enough. They just didn't what had you know didn't have a killer instinct. They could never win you know a game. And I don't know. I think they're it, it's just so competitive now. I mean, they're all the teams are good. Any given day, anybody can beat anybody in the NFL. I think that's right. And, and actually, I think it makes for better football. No, I think it does too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So you're a baseball guy too. What position do you play? I play short, third, uh, some outfield, lot, catcher mostly. In, ba- in, in baseball, I played catcher. You know, so it was, and I really enjoyed that. It's kind of like command the field out there. You know, um, played catcher. That's you can see, you can see everything, right? Yeah, see everything. You know, made made all the calls. You know, and and it was it, it was it was fun. It was. Uh, I played played catcher all my all my career. You know, I pitched some, but I didn't have any speed. I could throw strikes, but you know, I wouldn't strike nobody out. You know, I, I was the opposite of you. I could throw hard, but I couldn't find the strike zone. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. Uh, did you have any uh, idea of playing football or baseball after high school? No, well, not really. I mean, I was I wasn't big enough. I mean, I was I was I was good, you know, in double A football. I was I was a star of our team, but I wasn't big enough to play college ball. I, I was I played ball one seventy eight, you know, and uh, I, I could run real fast for like five yards, and then I didn't have you know that that was it. I was like wide open. So the first five yards I'd beat you, but beyond that, you know, I was I wasn't fast enough. Um, you know, it was I was you know. No, I, I I did not. But we went down to Fort Benning, Georgia, Officer Basin course down there. And had the Fort Benning Doughboys, and that's we had some big monsters on our team. A couple of guys played. One played for Citadel. One was playing for UVA. And some other guys. A buddy played in, in Schenectady, New York, and they kind of got recruited. And we were buddies, so I went out with them and, and on the team. And uh, you know, a couple of weeks of that, I was out. I was said, I just I'm not because we had, as you know, you're. PT and first thing in the morning, you know, and, and uh, all day long. And then not last thing I'll do is we hit the damn football field and, and get yelled at by, the, you know, those guys. But uh, anyways, my, it was a very short, short career. And in, 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 uh, after, after that, but, yeah. yeah, it was a good idea. It sounds like at the beginning, but in practice, yeah. it sounds pretty rough. It wasn't, it wasn't fun. Yeah. So Virgil, you were in the Arkansas guard for five years. You said, yeah. When did you get commissioned? At what point were you commissioned? I was I was in there about a year and a half before I went to OCS and took a year to get to OCS and then I got so uh, eighty I was commissioned I, was, I joined the guard in eighty and then I was commissioned in eighty two okay uh, and then I moved to Virginia in eighty six so I think it was about five or six years I was there in June June of eighty so it was I got five years a little five years in the Arkansas guard. And you were M Day or or for our listeners? M Day. I was an M Day. Yeah, I was a right. Well, I was a rifle platoon leader for a couple of years, and then then I was a mortar platoon leader, and then uh, and then I was a XO for a little bit, and then I moved to Virginia. So, at what point did you decide you wanted to go to Ranger School? Well, I wanted to go Ranger School. It was just tough to get a slot. I mean, it was it was tough to get to go. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I applied for it a quick a couple of times. I got to Virginia. I, I was uh, Tom Johnson was our uh, Colonel Johnson was our commander, and then I told him wanted to go, and he worked worked the deal and let me you know, apply for it, and and uh, I went and made it. You know, the first time out. But yeah, it was it was something I wanted to do. You know, uh, one of the one of the things I wanted to do was to get down there and do that. It's probably one of the tougher courses the army's got anyways and and uh it's a challenge and, but. yeah I, I have a, a guy i went to school with who uh did ranger school and uh went through sfas and the mm -hmm. course and all that and he said i said which one was tougher he said the one i had to go through first like if i had done them in the opposite order the first yeah. one and the harder one yeah. and so i i think th that training for the army sf training uh and ranger school are, are pretty darn comparable yeah yeah, they are. I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you got you got to have a story of you being exhausted. That that has to be funny. I, every guy that's been to Ranger School that that I've talked to seems to have a story where he he thought a tree was a Coke machine and he just he put his money in the tree and he didn't get his Coke out. He he just kicked the tree yeah. until somebody stopped him. You got anything like that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I got a couple of stories. I mean, early when you when you get down there. They get you out of you first, and you get a guy. Mine, mine was a guy named Bailey. He was a Richard Bailey. He was a Canadian officer, 
Canadian warrant officer. Anyways, uh, he was a stud. I mean, he was an absolute freaking stud. I mean, the guy was a triathlete. You know, he was he was a tremendous athlete. He's just a, just a hell of a soldier. And we were on on the land nav course out there. You know, the buddy land nav course, not the individual land nav course. We we're off in the woods, and he said, he stopped. He says, you know, Virgil, I know you're an officer in the United States Army, and I'm a enlisted guy, or about to be a warrant officer of the Canadian Army, but. He says, if you screw me, I'm going to kill you. I go, you're going to kill me? <laughs> I don't, you know, so so, so uh, I said, yeah, well, see, you know, I don't, don't, take, I don't take threats, but don't worry about me carrying my load. Don't, don't, don't ever threaten me again. We're going to have a throwdown. But anyways, was, we didn't, he was just, somebody got it logged in. But, so we had that conversation. We were best of friends. I mean, we never had, I had a bad day, pick me up. He never had a bad day, pick him up. So we never had a problem. But somebody told him early on to, you know, to, to to make sure his ranger buddy didn't screw him. But, uh, <laughs> so that, uh, I had that one. Uh, I know that we had, we were in, uh, this another one. We were, we were in the mountains and, and it got really cold. It was just the temperature dropped and we were up there and it was uh, raining and uh, it was freezing rain on us. So anyways, um, the class, of, I was a winter ranger, February, March, April, 87. You're crazy, Virgil, for going to the winter. <laughs> You're nuts. Anyways, it was a bad winter. The, the the class before us really got hammered hard, and they had they had uh, several guys that, that got hypothermic and and uh, lost fingers and toes and ears and stuff. So they were very conscious and very aware of of, 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 of uh, cold weather injuries. Uh, and anyways, we were we were up in the mountains, and and uh, you cross the LD, and 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 uh, of course across the LD, first thing you do the the opt for it tax you so. Uh, I, I dove and dove down and took cover and uh, jumped into a, pond, a little uh, uh, creek. You know, so I was soaking ass wet. So, anyways, we went up the mountain and uh, uh, we got to our, we finished our finished our, 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 our patrol and we're, we're at a patrol base. I'm laying on the ground. And it was wet. And it was cold. And, and all right, comes walking and says, "Hey, Gray, how are you? So I'm fine. So no, you're not. Give, come with me." So he picks me up. Or we, Police, we go over to the RI tent, and they had this tent with a pot belly stove. So I got I got naked and hung my clothes up, and and there and, and, and got dried out, and I was fine. But anyways, I would have been I would have been a cold I would have been an injury that night if he had not have not have uh, helped me. And then uh, another another story, same in the mount in the mountains. We had a guy Griffin. He was a drone. He was it was uh, one of those guys that got recycled three or four times, and he got our our group. And he was just, he was just loopy. He guy was just, he, he just drone all the time. He just, and uh, we were on a patrol and walking through the woods in a, in a B formation. It walks off. He just walks off and, and the, this. So, so the RI says, go pick him up, Gresham. Go down and get him and say, hey, dude, you know, we're, you know, get back. Anyways, he, he was one of those guys that, that uh, just walked off. I had to police him up a couple of times. Um, you know, we had some other really good, good stories, but uh, like in, uh, in Florida, uh, the Ranger Mount Major camp down there is it it cold. It was, it was February, but still cold in Florida. But uh, and I, I kind of envisioned, you know, doing the, the river crossing where you kind of walk along and you hit the river. And you do it. Was, we stayed wet. We stayed waist deep to chest deep the whole time. And uh, we had, we had uh, been in the water. I don't know how many hours, but it got out and finally. Uh, or I said, make a fire. So we had little bullshit ranger fires or it was like this. He's no, make a functional fire. So we had like an 85 foot tower fire going, but it was, it was cool. I mean, and 
you know, uh, my wife was pregnant with my, my middle daughter, Susan. Somehow the RIs found out that, that my wife was pregnant. So, uh, on uh, two occasions, uh, one, one in the mountains, uh, they, they, uh, we were doing a patrol and, and uh, the RI, I was, I was, I was the aid and litter team commander for that, for that patrol. So he, he said, you're injured. They made, they made him carry me out, my, my equipment out. We got to a little opening in the, in the, the woods. They called in a, in a uh, helicopter, dropped a jungle penetrator, lifted me off and took me back to the drop zone and uh, got out. And he said, he Humvee, drives me to the phone, says, call your wife. So, so, so called my wife in the middle of the night, checked in with her. And then uh, another occasion, he did the same thing in, in uh, uh, in, 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 in Florida. So uh, they, uh, the two, two occasions, they pulled me out to a cell phone call, put me back in the, in the field, which was really cool. Yeah. It's really nice. Of them. They definitely didn't have to do that. Right. No, they did not. And I, I never told them about how they knew that, uh, that, that I did that. But anyways, uh, I, and there was some, but I, but I really had, I was, I was in great shape when we were down there and, uh, and I was prepared. I ran the division school, so I kind of ran, ran, ran a little mini ranger school. So it wasn't it's another day for me, but uh, uh, I really didn't have any big problems at all. You know, it was, it was good times. Uh, was it worse to be hungry or tired? Yeah, um, I think it just I, I, I didn't it didn't bother me that bad. I mean, it, you, there was days that you really were hungry, but just you didn't have any food, just drove on and it wasn't a big deal, you know. You get tired. You just get, get so tired. I remember in Florida, of course, it was too cold for the snakes. We're thinking, well, if a snake bites me, that's okay. I'll just go in. I'm not quitting, but if a snake bites me, it's okay. <laughs> but no, you just get so tired, you just don't give a shit. But, but you always look around and think, you know, you kind of feel sorry for yourself. You look around, it's always somebody, always somebody looks a hell of a lot worse than you do. You know? <laughs> well, he's making, he's still here. All, I'm fine. So it was, it was, it was good stuff. A lot. How often did you have to carry the sixty? Uh, I, it was probably every every third, you know, uh, patrol. I know I carried it when we were in the mountains, and we and we had uh, one of those, you know, humps up the mountain. It's just straight up the damn mountain on this road, and it was like a, probably thirty to you know, our board inclined the whole damn way. Just a real tough, uh, tough afternoon. I had. All the machine gun, the machine gun, and a lot of ammo and a heavy ass ruck. You know, because we were winter ruck, so you had to carry all extra shit in, in, in the in your ruck. And uh, we got all the way up there, and then R.I. says, "You know, he he chews this the patrol leader up because look at everybody. You, you, you got to do some rest breaks. You got to you know take care of make sure you got looking great. He's he's, car- he's carried all the heavy equipment, and and I was smoked. I mean, everybody was smoked, but I was like, uh, but uh, yeah, it was." I got to carry the pig that time. And then I got it Also, our last mission. I was lucky. I had to pass every patrol I had, you know, it was, it was, uh, had no problem, but we got to Florida. I was already, already passed everything. And I, I had me as a machine gun, uh, lead machine gun team leader. And, uh, of course we did that raid on, on, um, Julio there in, in, the, in the rough seas and the water got the, Salt water got in the machine guns, and it wouldn't shoot for shit, anyways. But uh, I flunked that patrol because the machine guns wouldn't fire. But uh, yeah, it was it was fun stuff. So some of that stuff is uh, unavoidable, right? <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter, yeah.
All right, so so you led the schools, uh, and you say schools. I I knew it as the right, ITD. Right, so fast, ITD. Yeah, we, we have the it was the infantry detachment. So I was the I was the OIC of instruction. So I, I had all the instructors that that I had working at. I worked on the POIs from Benning, uh, light leaders and rites of passage and all the other stuff we'd repel master and other courses we did down there. So we did all that, but it was a fun way to make a living, man. You know, is a, you know, we had all those great NCOs and we, we trained our ass off every, every, every day, you know? And so we, we had really, uh, a great setup down there. Really enjoyed it. And y'all, yeah, I was going to say, uh, it was you, what, one other officer and a bunch of NCOs. Yeah, but mostly NCOs. Yeah, it was for, for a long time. It was Tom Johnson and myself. That was it. And then we got Alan Hartsfield. It was S four, and then uh, uh, John Fortune came in a little later as, as the as the four. Um, Bob May came in as the one for a while. It was in there for a while. We had uh, uh, Chris Downey was there for a while. We had you know had we had a few officers. But that was I was there for a long time, five years, I think it was. So long time there and you had fun for all of it it sounds like. oh yeah it was it was uh it was great great uh i guess a great way to make a living and we we stayed in the field all the time and, and did good stuff you know and uh, you know a lot of good memories you know, I'd, I'd be off in, you know somewhere in abington virginia and and going through walmart some guys oh captain gray you know remember this you know, night we're in the woods and every night so you have these they have these vivid memories of things that we did and it's just another day to me, but, uh, you know, it was fun stuff. Yeah, for the, for that guy, it was uh, two weeks. Oh, yeah, it was like a couple of days. Of yeah. you know, it was it was fun stuff. Uh, Fortune, you and I were talking uh, earlier this week. Yeah. I, I, I knew him by legend. Yeah. He apparently was doing things uh, with his body that I, I couldn't comprehend, and you got to watch it. Oh yeah, we'd I'd work out with him, and and I'd do my you know fifty or sixty pushups. He'd be go, he would he would do like two or three hundred pushups at a at a shot, and then roll over and do and do you know five or six hundred setups. He would do so many setups, he had a constant uh, bruises and blood would come off his back just from off his butt and back from doing setups. The guy was a freaking animal, and he would run, he would run all day long. He would run, you know, he would beat everybody and distance, and he could run all day. I mean, the guy was a tremendous athlete. Just he was an older guy too. You know, he was you know forties, you know, but he was pretty old back then. So, uh, but uh, he was he was he was tremendous. I mean, he was uh, something else. I mean, the, the physiology to do what you just said uh, at his age. Yeah. I, did, did he not feel pain, or was pain sort of different from him? I, think he he was just, I don't know that. Maybe he just wasn't very smart. I, 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 no, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, John's a good guy. He, he just, he just, he loved to work out. It was, it was his release. Yeah. His, his workout would be like two hours. Now mine would be 45 minutes an hour. He'd be two hours. So he just, he would warm up for like an hour to push up sit-ups before he, you know, do anything else. But yeah, My he, gosh. Was, he was something else. Yeah. He, he never had to worry about getting a good score with the PT. <laughs> no, no, it was, no, he would, uh, he would easily max that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about some of the NCOs in the ITD when you you were there. Yeah. Uh, I, there's not a bad one out of the bunch that I can remember. No, we had some bad ones. You know, we had <laughs> we had a couple of bad, but there were there were some pretty good ones. Some some real standouts. You know, like uh, Roger Krause, uh, Stockhausen. Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, Dwight Peck. You know, uh, yeah. 
uh, Rick Saldivar. We had we had a bunch of guys there. Uh, Rick Nelson, uh, Top Nelson was down there. We had some really really great and, and some really char- some real characters. You know, some some good ones down there. Uh, you know, uh, Carl Holcomb. You know, yeah. down there. Uh, we had some really really great NCOs. You know, in um, and I got to work with, we did the Cypher leaders. I got to work with all the NCOs at the 229th engineers. We kind of formed a cadre down there. We started running, running the Cypher leader business. Yeah. So, yeah. And they, they really, and some of the, some of those same NCOs wound up down to 229th engineers, Stockhausen and, uh, uh, Krause and some others. So they, there's some really, from Krause and Stockhausen all came through all, there. And they, they were all top notch. So there's, there were, we had some really good ones down there for a long time. Yeah, I, I was very fortunate as a junior officer uh, in Fredericksburg. I, I had, I mean, a, a one or two bad NCOs, but the rest were uh, really strong. Yeah, yeah, I was I was very fortunate too, especially early on. I had, you know, in Mena, Arkansas. I had uh, Jimmy Jones was my uh, not Jimmy Jones from the Cowboys, but uh, Jerry Joe with the Jimmy Jones. He was my platoon sergeant, and he was just tremendous. You know, so he was a great mentor for me and. Uh, you know, uh, let me be, let me lead, you know, and then when I screwed up, he'd pull me off the side and tell me how screwed up it was, you know, but, uh, <laughs> great NCOs. And, you know, when I left, I left the guard and I went, you know, worked for the emergency management, uh, when I became the, uh, coordinator for Northern Virginia up here at region seven, well, the first thing I did was hired Don Willis. <laughs> so I called him and said, what are you doing, Don? I Habitat for Humanity or something. I said, I want you to come work for me. So I hired him. And, of course, he was, you know, he's a tr- another tremendous NCO was down there, you know. Uh, oh. Lily, uh, Tim Lilly and Bonner. I mean, we had, I mean, you had uh, some top-notch NCOs. Sammy Heron. It was just, just some really great NCOs. Uh, Sergeant Major Ward, you know, we had some really, really <laughs> tremendous <laughs> NCOs down there, senior NCOs. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I'll tell you, anybody's been around Sergeant Major Ward for more than a couple of minutes. <laughs> everybody tried to imitate him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was he was he was a something. He was something. I remember him. He was another big runner, you know. And and uh, I ran a little bit back then, but I remember we were eighteen. He said, "We're gonna we're gonna go run," and you know, it, so we ran from like I think it was Heth Schoolhouse out to Cook campsite. Fucking like seven or eight miles in July. Yeah. It was hotter than hell. I was gonna freaking die, you know. But uh, I made it. But I don't know how I made it. But uh, he about killed me that day. Sergeant Major Ward uh, was a professional, and I was glad he was my he was my CSM for heck the first seven oh. eight years I was in. And what a professional! It just you know he was a school principal too. I mean he, the guy was the guy was just a great, and he could deal with the troops or the officers or you know the senior officers. He could. And uh, he he could he could chew some ass too. He was he was good at that. He, anybody, so he was good. He didn't take any guff off the junior officers. I anybody, no, from any senior officers, he didn't take any shit from anybody. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was always right too. You know, he was he was always right. Oh man! And, and speaking of a lot of these guys that we just mentioned, ended up being E nines. They ended oh, up yeah, being sergeants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and one of them was Heron, and yeah. I. Sammy Heron was one of those guys. I, you, you wanted to be training with him. You would gladly go to combat with him. I, I, I trusted him implicitly, but he loved to screw with junior officers. Just oh, yeah. 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 We worked together. We worked together at, at Fort Belvoir with the 29th Division. He was there. And 
and he, him and him and Bob Huffman would would just tackle me and take my pants off, you know, and you know, it, it was it was it was crazy. Yeah, they, and they're both men too. I mean, they, they were like, uh, you know, they, it was it was something else. Strong as oxes. Oh yeah, and Sandy, if you snagged you, you were done. He just he was just his hands are so damn strong. Oh my gosh. So he would come up to me and shake my hand. And he wouldn't let go. And I'm like, Sam, you're going to break my fingers. Uh, can you stop, please? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, got, I've got arthritis and right hand from him doing that to me, you know. <laughs> and he, he would also and – and I think this meant he liked you if he did this. He would walk yeah. by me, and I, he got away with the first couple of times. He would, he would just backhand my crotch. Oh yeah, yeah. I just yeah. He was just yeah. He was he had yeah. So I had the same I had the same treatment. Everybody. He was equal opportunity. You know, everybody got shit slapped over. If if he liked you, if he, if liked, he liked you, you yeah. If he did, yeah. Yeah. if he didn't like you, you didn't get that treatment. <laughs> I got plenty of it. He must have liked me. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. All right. So uh, you, you ended up you were in Frankfurt for a while. It, you got to be company commander in Virginia too, right? Yeah, I commanded. Yeah, I commanded uh, the ITD down there for a while. Oh, that was your that was your O three yeah, command. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. then uh, you left Fredericksburg, and I think you had a good time in Fredericksburg. I did. And it was it was like I said, it was best infantry battalion in the division it, 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 for the time I was there. Yeah, it was great. It was it was a great great job, and work like working with Coster, Bob Coster, and you know uh, all those guys. It was yeah. it was a good time. Colonel Coster was a uh, a reasonable. Good guy, uh, and you could go to him with whatever yeah. stuff you need yeah. to yeah. work out. He, he knew his business for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so you ended up getting a command, and, and you were talking about having a few armories out there. Yeah, Second Battalion was headquartered out of Lynchburg. Lynchburg, it was yeah. headquartered Lynchburg. We had attachments in Charlottesville, um, let's see, Charlottesville, Lynchburg. Uh, uh, Did you go up to Harrisonburg? No, we didn't have Harrisonburg. Gosh, where were we? Uh, Charlottesville, Harrison. Uh, Woodstock? Hey, no, we didn't work Woodstock. Gosh. Warrington? <laughs> yeah, no, Warrington. We're not Warrington. We were uh, uh, Lexington. No, oh, gosh. Anyways, I forget. Anyway, we had, we had, uh, we had four or five armories that we had. Uh, uh, out there but yeah you got you got you were scattered you were on the road all the time as a yeah, i was on the road all the time yeah i was on the road all the time yeah we, we uh we're always visiting the troops and back and forth you know for whatever reason we had we had you know lots lots of lots of meetings and things we had to do yeah lot, too many meetings yes uh when you guys went to the field did you end up going to Pickett or ap hill or did you we went, to, we went to pick it some uh Pickett's a little closer for us, but I like to go into AP Hill. It was it was a better training post. But yeah, we did we did a lot of work at, at, at Pickett. Probably about half the time. Pickett. Yeah, AP Hill just had a. Uh, it was bigger. It had more uh, ranges. It, it, the training areas yeah. were bigger and more diverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the Pickett was more in tune with artillery. It had better artillery, you know, uh, positions and ranges and but APO had, had the best ranges and the training areas for sure. Yeah, if you were if you were a grunt, you'd rather go to APO, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, well and as an engineer, uh AP Hill started to close down all the demo ranges. You could do anything when I first came in and then they basically stopped everything. <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't make much sense to me, but yeah, it is what it is, I guess. All right. Yeah. So you, you got out of the army after how many how many years? 
just less than 20, it was 24 years, 11 months and some change, but uh, just less than 25 years. So I would have retired less than one January 05. Yeah. And then did you have any idea what you were going to do before you retired? Well, you know, I was, I was kind of leaning forward to retire, you know, uh, what I did was January was what was my targeted time to retire. And I had a couple of really good job offers out there. You know, people called me and wanted me to go work for them. One was the 29th division was Kenny Smith called and said, uh, are you planning on hanging around or you retired? And I told him I was my wife, my wife wants me to retire. You know, it was, uh, she was done more done than I was. You know, I was, I was probably, if it wasn't for, for the home stuff, I would have liked to try to hang around, maybe command, you know, uh, brigade or, you know, anyways, that was, it was what I wanted to do. But, uh, my wife was done. My wife was done with the, the, the novelty worn off after 25 years of me being gone. So she was ready for, for me to retire. And, uh, so we retired and, and I went to work, went to work for the 20, you got an interview with, with, uh, uh, general long, who was a division commander. Then that was, I was his operation training assistant for the work for the distributed battle simulation program. So I was kind of on special staff for the division and I worked with all the units that get ready to go to Afghanistan and Iraq and um, Gitmo and Kosovo. So I got to work. All those had priority for training. So I would work with them. I worked with like a 224th aviation was one of them. And I uh, know they, they were, they were, they were uh, uh, pre-mobbed out of, uh, out of uh, Fort Dix, New Jersey, in in like February, and it's not it's it sucks, you know, in February in Fort Dix, it, it sucks all the time at Fort Dix. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they were they were going to Afghanistan, and being part of a of a uh, of a Marine task force, and uh, and they were getting no flight hours at all, none whatsoever. Uh, they you know they just couldn't couldn't get it going, so. I was able to, to work a deal with First Army to get them down to Yuma, Arizona, to to, uh, to go do their, their uh, training out there. So they worked with the, the Marine Division and and all that out there. So I remember we had we had four of those guys that were Vietnam vet pilots. Outlaw was one of them. Uh, Jim Outlaw. There's three, four, four guys that were had to get special waivers to go to Afghanistan because uh, they're all over 62 and. Anyways, uh, we got them over there. Got got them. You know, they got the good train up on the way in. They had to fly the the, the helicopters, do all their desert landings and all that kind of stuff. Anyways, they went over there and set all the records for 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 uh, for maintenance for for, uh, for for the combat. They flew every, every dangerous mission. They flew it. Uh, those four warrant officers uh, led every every mission. You know, the dangerous mission. It's funny, and I got him got him over there when they came back. I was at the airfield, met him. All those old guys looked ten years younger. I mean, they, they, they came back with you know they looked like they like ten years, and all the all the young guys looked ten years older. So it was it was weird, but uh, it, and nobody had no like class B or C accidents. You know, there was, and nobody does that. You know, with helicopters. But uh, uh, it was one of the better things I did was get them get them out there, get them back. But very proud of that. They did a great job, but one of many units I got ready to go, but that was a, a good job. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. It's important training, right? Oh yeah. That was fun you're, stuff. You're getting guys ready to go over to a hostile place. Oh yeah. Uh, and then after that, you ended up at uh VDEM 
Yeah, that was it was uh, I was really sad. I loved doing what I was doing. You got strained soldiers, you know, wear civilian clothes and all that. Anyways, uh, Bruce Hopkins gave me a call, and uh, I, I'd known him from AP Hill. He was the base commander, and he commanded Second Brigade. I'd known him a long time, and uh, he wanted to play golf. So we we had we had uh, finally got our schedules together, and, and uh, he picked me up and threw my golf clubs in the back of the car. And, before we got a subdivision, he says, "Hey, uh, I want you to come work for me at uh, at VDM. What is that? You know." So, so went down that road. What that was, and I don't know anything about that. You know, sure you do. You know, logistics or logistics, admins, admin, you know, trade. You know, it's, it's different acronyms, same stuff. So, anyways, I applied for the job. Of course, he was on the board, so I got I got hired and, and uh, was his deputy. Uh, did that for a couple of years, and then he retired. I applied for his job and then I got promoted at VDM. So I did that um, eight years. Uh, had had uh, ten jurisdictions in Northern Virginia that uh, that I uh, um, worked with in, in the NCR. I had North, uh, Stafford, uh, Prince William, Loudoun County, Fairfax, Arlington, Alexandria, all the Northern Virginia, and then I worked with the NCR. So I did that for eight years, and then uh, when a job opened up. In, uh, in Stafford County, closer to home, I, I uh, did, did that for six years. So, anyways, uh, good stuff. Well, when you were beat him early on, you ended up going down to Louisiana as part of. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was. I wasn't on the job that long, but I was part of an EMAC A team that, uh, that we went sitting down there, and uh, we went went down to Cameron Parish, Louisiana. Cameron Parish borders uh, uh, Texas and uh, Texas border, and it's like. Um, uh, 75 miles along along the along the Gulf, and it's about eight 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 or ten miles deep, so it's pretty long. Anyways, the the max elevation of all whole county is like 18 feet or 23 feet. So, it, and and the storm surge was like 23 feet. Everything that wasn't elevated was just toast, just gone. So, we were not the first uh, team that went. That was the second team that went in, and we 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 were there. They were they were still recovering, but. Uh, I had uh, I was responsible for uh, the nat military support, uh, mass care, uh, uh, and uh, a couple of other emergency support functions that copied down there. But really great experience. Those people down there are just most resilient people and the toughest people, and the best people in the world. They're really good people. Uh, but it was it was it was some some, uh, some tough days. I remember one day we were working and, and this lady walks into our emergency operations center. And she says, I cannot find my daughter. I said, so we so she sit down and tell us your story. She went on and on about she couldn't find her daughter. And found out her daughter died as a baby and the, and, the, and her grave washed out in into the swamps. Mm. So anyways, so we knew we had a problem there. So which alerted us. So I, I worked with the, the, the coroner who was the, uh, ran, ran the um, uh, funeral home. And we've got uh, prisoners from um, the jails, uh, from the state pits, and we brought them in and had them slug through the swamps <laughs> and police up all the uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the headstones, headstones, and, and, the, and the bodies, of, and the bodies, and the body, yeah, the body that the remains, wow. and we took it into the down to Lake, the Lake Charles into this. Uh, Theater, and we had them all that, but that's a ball field or a basketball stadium. We had all the stuff laid out there, and we were it was it was 
you don't think you'd be doing stuff like that. We were actually doing that. We were, we were finding remains and trying to bring remains back to, to that. So we, we had all kinds of, <laughs> of uh, that, you know, challenges. Wild. Yeah, it was wild. But you also responded to emergencies in in your region, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we did. You know what? Uh, we every every uh, snowstorm and you know windstorm and um, you know we had uh, special events, uh, uh, inaugurations. Uh, you know, we had uh, you know we, we what's well we did a lot of the uh, World Police and Fire Games and worked those things up there. Uh, you know, we, had, we had a lot of big, big events, you know, we did uh, up there, a lot of exercises, you know, with joint exercises with uh, that. Um, even got to work a couple of uh, missing children, you know, things. We got to work some of those uh, active shooter uh, things. It was, uh, we had an active shooter uh, in uh, Woodbridge campus of Northern Virginia Community College. And uh, one of those, one of those deals was guy was, disgruntled guy and walks in there goes goes to walmart and buys a rifle it doesn't test desk fire but he, he loads it up and walks in there and takes one shot at, the, at this teacher and the weapon jams you know uh, and an off-duty uh police officer from prince william was happened to be on campus and they, they had the guy in cuffs in minutes but anyways when i got there uh 40 minutes after the, the initial event we had uh, hel helicopters flying in the air we had the adjacent high school was being uh, cleared by Prince William cops. We had the college was being being cleared. The uh, state police sniper sniper teams were training just up the road, so they had sniper teams. You know, later. it was uh, fucking believable. It was, you know, it was it was one of those things that went right. It could have been a lot of things wrong, but uh, that that same campus they had a drill like two weeks before that, so they, they, had, they had a lot of things went right that day. Uh, so. Anyways, uh, you know, I got to do some stuff like that. We had we had a guy that you know uh, took a, was was a prisoner was in a, a hospital getting treated. He took a weapon from a from a, the cop and takes a couple shots. It was we police chases, we had all kind of stuff. It was it was fun. Not every day was like cowboys and Indians, but we had a few days that were you know high adventure there. Well, that Northern Virginia Community College incident. Uh, News doesn't cover stuff when it goes well because y'all were yeah. trained and prepared and it planned well and all that. That knucklehead was in, was in cuffs in just minutes. I mean, it was seconds. It was 60 seconds. This guy was in handcuffs, you know. Yeah. That have apprehended. But, yeah, it was – It was. Uh, uh, I got to work a lot of those things. I know uh, we, we had uh, – uh, well, you know, one of the biggest things was the uh, – what – the uh, pandemic. We had when I, when I went to Stafford County. That was not. We we went down that road, but the pandemic was a pain in the ass. I mean, everything was difficult. Uh, we tried to run a run a county, and and they had all, all the full time employees working from home. You know, so uh, so we tried to run a county like that. And then emergency manager came, and we took we took on everything that that, that weren't wasn't in there. So. Uh, we're very slim pickets beyond public safety in my office, so we had to deal with all that. And we didn't have enough masks, you know, to go around. We had to we had to make masks. We had to get sewists. We had to put, mm. put uh, plans out there. And little ladies would come in with forty, you know, masks. And we would. It was it was it was some really really tough times uh, on the front end of that. But, well, and each jurisdiction uh, thinks thinks of it differently, right? 
everything's different by jurisdiction too. Yeah, yeah. We, but it was the whole thing was just it was tough on tough on the teachers, tough on the kids, tough on everybody. Um, so yeah, I know it worse my wife or me. My wife was trying to teach during nine eleven. Oh, I, 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 that's a non-starter for me. I can't even think about it. Yeah, she was she was she was home on her on her computer teaching red dots on the phone. You know, these uh, the kids wouldn't even put their faces on there. It was it was incredible. Stuff. Yeah, what a crazy time! Something mm. I don't think anybody ever no. imagined. Because, because the last time this country had a pandemic was over a hundred years ago. Yes, it was uh, something I don't want to go through again. I'm not sure it, if we do. We a lot, lot of lessons we'll learn from this one. So hopefully, we'll, we'll go on this road again. But uh, hopefully, people around that remember it, yeah. and then other people uh, that didn't remember it listen to the ones who did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, you're a big motorcycle uh, rider in retirement. You were telling. Well, me. yeah, I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've been riding for a while since I was probably 14 years old, and then when I got married, I took about a 20 year break from motorcycles, and then when I got close to ready to retire. Uh, I told Becky I wanted to get a motorcycle, and she, I would get these these uh, emails and notes. You know, uh, guy buys motorcycle, wrecks it, you know, leaves wife and three kids, you know, homeless. So I'd get those those notes, you know, so anyways, I, I bought a, I bought a road King. And then anyways, I've, I've been riding since, uh, uh, Oh four, I guess. But yeah, we, I, I, uh, I've, I've, I've taken this retirement stuff really seriously. And I have put more miles on a motorcycle in the last six months than I have in probably the last 30 years. So since I retired, we've been on two trips out to Oklahoma and Arkansas. We went out to North Carolina, uh, New Bern, uh, been down to uh, 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 Florida, down to Tampa. So we've have done a lot of rides down here. So I've been doing lots of riding, uh, wife, and I've got a little Pekingese dog. They've got a they got a karaoke and, uh, motorcycle uh, by, dog care. So he, she'll, she'll ride the back. <laughs> She's a crowd pleaser, you know, with her hair going back. She's got her <laughs> goggles on. It's cool. But, yeah. We've been doing some riding. Uh, Colin, Colin, no, yes, this, 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 this up the street. We, we ride some together. Uh, so yeah, because yeah, you live in the same place that I remember you. From. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, he's just the next subdivision over. Uh, yeah, so he's he's real close. We we get together upon occasion and ride and do stuff. Does he annoy you with his uh drones? Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> he's pretty good. That matter of fact, when I was when I was uh, at, at Stafford County, he was retiring from the guard. I picked him up on a uh, as as an intern, and uh, he had him for like four or five months there, and put him to work down there, and and uh, had him write a drone plan for us for Stafford County. Mm. So he's 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 into that drone stuff. He he likes it. He's pretty good at it. He got into it. Oh yeah. Well, all right, Virgil, got a couple more uh, things for you. This yeah. one's com- th- this next one's coming out of left field. Yeah. Imagine you're a talk show host, one night only. One day only, whatever your talk show is, you get to to, to decide uh, who your guests are. You can have a male guest, a female guest, and a musical act. These people can be alive or dead. They can be famous. They can be friends, family. Your show can be for entertainment. It can be educational. It can be thought-provoking. It can be whatever the heck you want it to be. This question is meant to be a little more revealing about who you are. So male, female, musical act. Who's on your talk show? Well, I, I like to, I like to uh, interview, interview my old uh, football coach, Lonnie Barrett. 
Lonnie Barron. Of course, he he died several years ago, but he was the most interesting. He was he was the meanest. I mean, not the meanest guy, but he would uh, when he'd walk into a room, people would just talk. He was just he would you know he had a command presence before command presence was a thing, <laughs> and and uh, he was such a great motivator. And uh, I'd like to talk to him again, you know, but. Uh, I think I'd like to see him again. He was probably my first, other than my dad, and my first great mentor. And I thought the, the world of him. Uh, and he, 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 this guy willed us to, to win the championship, which we never should have won. The guy was really, really incredible. But I would, I would like to talk to him again. He was a really, really cool guy. Um, All right. What about female or musical act? Well, I've always been a Stevie Nicks fan, man. You know, I always thought she was hot. And she, she had the most beautiful voice, but. I'd love to have a conversation with Stevie Nicks. He's she's very she's he's 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 been uh, road hard, you know, and done lots of things. But I think she'd be interesting to talk to. Uh, she's be, lived a, a unique life. That's that's for sure. <laughs> and then we've been watching this uh, da uh, Daisy something in in the six. Don't watch this horrible. But it, it's it's based loosely based on Fleetwood Mac and, Steve, and Stevie Nicks. But I wouldn't I would recommend it. But uh, uh, but uh, anyways, I, I think she would be interesting to talk to. All right, right on. Then is she your all, also your musical act, or do you? Have I think else? I think I've always been a man. I've I've had every every CD and and eight track and the LP that the Fleetwood Mac's ever had. But I've always been a Fleetwood Mac fan. All right, right on. Yeah. That's a good show. I, I check yeah. it out. <laughs> all right, let, last thing. Yeah, man. Uh, tell me about Becky. And tell me about your kids. Well, I tell you what, I, that's that's probably you know the, the best thing ever happened to me was was Rebecca Gray and uh, Rebecca Evans, you know. And uh, matter of fact, we, we we started dating and gosh, she was like uh, seventy nine, I guess, something like that. So I was about nineteen. She was, uh, and she was actually like fifteen. Uh, I was, and uh, so. I was like 18, 19. She was 15. So she was, she was a little young, you know, probably should be in jail for, you know, probably <laughs> now, but you know, she, we're from Arkansas. So it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. But, yeah, I'm not she, saying anything. <laughs> and she's my first wife. She's my trophy wife. You know, she, she, she's the wind beneath my wings, you know, so she's put up with my shit for all these years and, and she's just tremendous. So she, she's, uh, she's awesome. She retired. She's a retired teacher and, uh, we have, we have uh, three kids. We have a hell of a good time. We, we, I actually like my wife and we like to go, you know, so we, we have a good time. You know, we have, have a ball. Uh, I have three, three children. Uh, my oldest is Jessica. Um, she's living with us now, so which we love. And she has two children, uh, a 15 year old, uh, Grayson, who's a tremendous, he got all athletic. This kid is, 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 uh, is got, uh, hand-eye coordination and I, I took him I took him out uh some golf clubs and took him out the first day and showed him how to hold the clubs and he's smacking the ball 7,500 yards right down the middle of fairway at like eight years old mm. you know never misses a never shake one tremendous athlete uh, he's yeah. he's playing football um i think he scored eight touchdowns this year nice he's, he's a tremendous little athlete so i'm and lucy is she's she's two so and then my, my uh, middle daughter Susan's got a 16-year-old uh, son. He's he's in high, he's a junior or freshman, I guess freshman in high school, so junior in high school. Um, he's in the band, doing real good, real handsome kid. You know, he, girls love him. And then uh, Lily, Lily, she's uh, she's nine. 
uh, and she's she's a little princess, you know. Uh, she's she was on a kick there for about a year where she wore those those dress up princess clothes. Mm-hmm. And, the town everywhere you know it at the bed she worked day night so did that and then uh my son uh son jason uh his wife stephanie uh they had a baby in uh uh morgan so she's she's two months three months old i guess so yeah i have five enough for basketball team now so uh that's quite the crew quite the crew so yeah i got four of them that are close by here and then jason's down there but uh we found the Legion flights. Legion flights go right into into uh, Pi uh, and and Tampa, ten miles from his house. Real cheap flights, so we're down there a lot. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good that he lives in Florida. It's a good excuse to go down there in the winter. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're probably doing this winter, this uh, snowbird thing again next year, I would think. So we're, it's it's good stuff. We have some good friends down there too that that we hang out with. So. Yeah, I was going to say, you could do the snowbird thing until they're, they're tired of y'all doing the snowbird <laughs> thing. <man. That's> right. <laughs> so you got you got any plans uh, besides traveling? And well, I'm I'm doing I'm doing some training, uh, working with doing ICS Instant Command System training uh, for for the local localities. We're doing some volunteer to pay anything. I'm doing some of that. Uh, I'm working with uh, my my uncle has a foundation. Uh, it's it's uh, Dale Graham Veterans Foundation, and he's uh, out of out of Northern Oklahoma, and he we he has he's been doing it for years. But uh, we, I've been writing claims for uh, for soldiers and airmen, and you know what? So I'm doing some of that. My wife and I t- tag team those. We're doing some of those. Uh, some of my friends, you know, that locally here, but we're helping them with their VA claims. And the VA system is very difficult to navigate. I mean, uh, I, I consider myself a average guy at best but it's tough i mean it's it's tough to navigate if you don't have some training and some help on it so i've been helping folks with that you know so that's that's been doing that and you know my yard looks better than ever has i mean my yard looks great you know but so but yeah we've been i've been uh we're trying to do the things important to me is family things you know uh taking care of family stuff like just going down with my son for two months to to visit them with that baby i just you can't do it if you're working it's just so uh, much of a blessing to get down and do that and help out. And we're going to go back down again in May. Uh, his, my, my my son's wife is a teacher too, so when she goes back to school, uh, we're going to go back and, and uh, when she gets done with this, help out for a couple weeks watching the baby, so uh be fun stuff. That's a good deal. It sounds like you're yeah. staying busy and you're giving oh, back yeah. to the community too. Yeah, yeah. So we've, and we've, been, we've been, back and I, we have a camper down at the base. We do some of that and um, been on a couple cruises, you know, since so we, we, you know, we stay busy doing things. So that's awesome. Well, Virgil, yeah. I appreciate you doing this with me tonight. Man, I, I, I was very happy to uh, reconnect with you because you and I had seen each other and I can't. Been a while. I, yeah, it's I think been the last, it might've been, might've been your change of command. I think it was your change of command. Uh, last time I, when you, when you took command, I think it's. Yeah, when I took command. Time. Yeah. We were, we were out at AP Hill. Yeah. I was out there for doing something and I went by and, and uh yeah so yeah it's been a while it's been it's 2010 yeah it's been uh <laughs> almost 13 years it's been a while well awesome virgil i appreciate you doing this i i wish you a very very happy uh active and uh, fun retirement and i appreciate your service to our country too oh virgil. yeah thank you for thank you for what you do too brother
If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com. Thank you.